everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Let's Get Uncomfortable. So the first topic that I want to talk about today is why are we so uncomfortable with being present? And I'm speaking from personal experience because this is something that I have noticed throughout the years. I find it so difficult to be present, and I'm sure a lot of us can attest to that. But I kind of feel like as human beings, this is something we struggle with until the day we die. Like we always get sucked back into our thoughts and daydream and think about the past and the in the future. And it's so difficult to be present that it is a forever ongoing task in my eyes. But I've been trying to unpack why for myself am I so uncomfortable with being present. I have been posting quite a bit on my social media about being present because as I've said in previous episodes, I am I post about the things that I need to be reminded of the most. So when I put something out there, it's very cathartic to me to have to put my thoughts together around a certain topic and then put it out there for other people to hopefully get value from. It also really helps me in doing that because it it just solidifies the lessons that I want to instill in myself. It just helps me a lot by posting the things that are currently on my mind. I never really post things when I, I'm not going to post about something really happy and exciting when I'm not feeling that way. I find it very hard to fake stuff like that. And some people are better at that than others. They're able to put on their their go face. And even though they don't necessarily feel like they don't necessarily feel like posting about a certain thing because maybe they feel kind of under the weather or shitty about themselves. I can't do that. I am so bad at hiding what I actually am feeling. So I need to post about things I am currently feeling in that very moment. It's just what I do. But anyways, after that random little tangent, let's go back to being present. So as I started to unpack why such difficulty with being present is because my baseline is stress from, I don't want pity or anything when I'm sharing these stories, but I, in elementary school, remember the feeling of stress, which is kind of sad to me. Like I remember just thinking to myself in my head, I'm like, wow, I always feel, I don't really know what stress is, but I'm like, I just feel like that's what I'm feeling. It was pretty constant and I would stress about being stressed because I hated the feeling of it. So then I would get even more in my head and I just want the feeling to go away. Um, But at that point in my life, I didn't have the tools to really address why I was stressed and like figure it out because I was probably like 12. (laughs) But anyways, my baseline is stress. I am notorious for a worry wart. I always say that term to my boyfriend. I might not use that in this episode because it sounds weird when I say it, not to him. But I am just a worrier at heart. I will fret about things from the past and the future. And I do think that can also correlate with my OCD tendencies as well. But I am just, it's so hard for me to just be present. And I think it's hard for me to be present because my baseline is stress. So when you're present, it's quite rare that you're going to feel stressed and anxious. So I'm realizing that I'm having trouble being present because when I am present, I feel so much less anxious and stressed out because usually in the moment, there's not that much to stress about. You might have stressful moments in your life and anxiety, but when you're present, you're able to deal with it 
at hand and then you can move past it because you're just kind of going with the motions of life. And I feel like since I'm so used to being stressed and worrying all the time, me being present is so abnormal to me. It's like I have to fixate on something and I'm trying to take myself out of the present moment. And I'm realizing that I'm doing this because my baseline is stress. That is where I feel the most comfortable. Even though it is a very uncomfortable feeling to feel stressed, that is what my body and my mind is used to. So even though it doesn't feel great, if I'm used to it, that's where I'm going to feel the most comfortable, even though it's not a great thing to be comfortable in. So I'm really trying to practice just focusing on what I'm doing in the moment and retraining my brain and just learning to just deal with life in that moment and not fret about stuff. And eventually I want to get to the point where I'm just comfortable and being present. And that is my baseline. Like I just love to feel relaxed and at peace rather than feeling stressed and anxious. That is my goal. And it's just wild to me to think that even though you know you will feel so much better not being stressed out and fretting about stuff, your body just loves the familiarity aspect of things. And even though it feels so shitty, it's like, no, we're used to that shitty feeling. We're going back there. And it is so easy to get addicted to feeling like certain emotions and feeling sorry for yourself. And like, I think that's why a lot of, there's a lot of people that play the victim in the world. I'm sure I've done it at points in my life as well. Just because you get addicted to certain feelings, you get addicted to feeling sorry for yourself, feeling angry, feeling frustrated. And if you're feeling those all the time, you're just going to be more inclined to feel those emotions because they're familiar to you. But you can retrain your brain. I'm sure we've all heard this so many times before. I know I've heard about it so many times before, especially in my early 20s. I'd always read all these self-help books and stuff. But now as I'm getting into my later 20s, I feel like everything is finally kind of starting to solidify for me. And I don't know if anyone else listening to this can relate to that. It's kind of hard to tell if you're, you've just done enough of the work where you start to kind of feel better about your mental health and like kind of figuring it out. It's like, okay, I kind of get why I am the way that I am. Like, did that come from the learning that I've done in my early 20s and now it's just starting to make sense? Or is this just the shit that comes with getting older And is that why when you see people when they're like in their 40s or 50s, they just seem a lot more like the I don't really care attitude and they just don't care as much about their exterior and don't care as much about social pressures, at least the 40 and 50 year olds that I know. They just seem so content with their life and they're like, ah, like they focus on themselves. They're not worried about other people's opinions and all the outside noise. Like, is that just something that comes with age or do you have to work to get to that? Or maybe it's a combination of the both. I'm not sure. One more thing about being present. Even though you are being present, negative things can happen to you in your life that aren't ideal. But just learning to deal with those as they come and like process it in the moment, will that will definitely help you later on in your life. Because since you process it in the present moment, you don't have to take it on with you into your future. Because I feel like when you take stuff on into the future with you sometimes you can forget to unpack it because life gets busy life gets distracting and then you kind of forget while you have this like weird feeling in you you're like oh like where's that coming from like why do I feel so tense or and I feel like you can feel that tension years months weeks down the road just because you didn't process it when it happened you have to really make sure you keep track of the things that you know you need to like kind of go back to 
And that is a lot more difficult when you're not present because things get swept under the rug and all that. Whereas if you're present, just you can do it in the moment. And I just think that will help me and you tremendously if we can practice doing that. But it's so fucking hard. Just have to learn how to let things flow through you rather than let it take over you. And we are humans. Not every day is going to be perfect. Not every month is going to be perfect. But the fact that we keep chipping away a little bit at a time to become more comfortable in our heads, I think is a huge win for us all. Next topic I wanted to talk about is minimalism and intentional living. I have learned about minimalism years ago. And when you come into my home, like I definitely still have stuff. Like I don't have a very stark empty home because I do live with my boyfriend. There's two of us in like one apartment. We're going to have things. But it just feels so good knowing everything that's in your home and that everything has a purpose. You're not just bringing things in to get that fleeting high you get from purchasing something new because you think it's going to fix your life in some way. Which there is some items that do add value and purpose to your life. But I'm talking about I'm talking about like I I'm speaking about this, but I was just like this not very long ago. I spoke about it in previous episodes with obsessing about getting the newest workout clothes and just like wanting to get all this stuff outside myself because I think by me bringing that stuff in would help fix the insides and fix my that sounds so weird (laughs) that would help fix my mental health by bringing in certain things. And I just am want. I just want to share the minimalism slash intentionality aspect of life because I am finding so much joy in living my life this way that I would hope that other people can find joy in living this way too. It is such a dissatisfying life to always kind of feel like you're on this wheel chasing and chasing and wanting things all the time and seeing when there's new like launches and oh my god I need that new color oh they're gonna sell out I need that like that is exhausting to me. And finally, just not caring as much about that stuff, it, it is such a huge weight off my shoulders because I feel like it's providing more space in my head to focus on things that add more value to my life. I think it's great to feel good and look good, but when it's all you focus on, it is so detrimental. And the whole minimalism thing doesn't only go with like materialistic items. I feel like minimalism has helped me tremendously with just how I perceive how I look because I would get filler and Botox quite often and just not having this like constant fear of like, oh my God, it's been three months. I have to like update, not update. (laughs) Oh my God, it's been three months. I need to get more Botox or it's been six months. I need to get more filler in my cheek. Like I just like letting go of that feels so good and I want other people to be able to experience that because there's so much more to life than how you look and when it's all you focus on like those fleeting moments that you get from purchasing that new outfit or that new bag or getting your face fixed or getting your hair done or getting a tan all those things feel great but they feel great for a very short moment and if you're doing those little things just to cover up something deeper that's inside you, you're just going to need more and more so you can keep covering up. And the thing is, the feelings that you get from purchasing items is so fleeting that you're just going to have to do it on a more consistent basis to keep that high going. And that is just a dangerous cycle. 
I have been there. I have not been good with credit cards and stuff when I was younger because I just would buy so much stuff that I really didn't need because I felt like it would complete me in some way. And I just want you to know that you do not need to go down that road. You can post your workout videos wearing the same freaking outfit. If you are providing value to people, they should not care whether or not your outfit is from the newest launch or whatever it may be. Like you are so much more than the clothes on your body and the things you put on your face. Still important to look and feel confident in yourself, I think, but just putting less pressure on yourself is a much more enjoyable life. At least it is for me. And hopefully that can help you realize that you are more than the exterior as well. I may repeat myself in some of my episodes, but the reason for that is because I feel like it's something that needs to be repeated because if I just hear something once, I am not going to listen. Like I need to be reminded quite frequently of the things that are going to make me happy in the long term. So one thing that I want to bring up about the whole minimalism intentional thing is when okay so this is like a random fun fact in the 17th century my boyfriend was telling me about this there was this whole thing with front lawns and how front lawns came to be so having a nicely trimmed green fresh front lawn back in the 17th century meant that you were doing great because you were able to afford like water to water the grass. You were able to afford people to trim the lawn for you. They would trim the lawn with little scissors. And if you had people or slaves to trim your lawn and make it look good, that was a sign that you had money and you had wealth. And if your lawn started to look a little ratty, they would know like, "Mm, they're not doing so good this week. Like look at their lawn, that little shrub in the corner is out of whack and it's getting a little brown over there like they would know you're not doing well so even back in the 17th freaking century we as humans still had to like puff out our feathers and show people like look how well I'm doing look how good I'm doing and I think that is just such a toxic way to live life and I am now posting things that I would want my nieces to see I don't want to post stuff just seeming like just like only putting the highlights and I want to post stuff that's just going to add noise. I want to post stuff that's going to add value. I have little nieces that are on social media and they're like nine. One of them is nine years old and she already comments on her legs being too big. And I just don't want, even though I'm such a tiny fraction of social media, I just want to do anything in order to make especially women feel more comfortable looking at their screens and it not be so fake and fabricated. But yes, back in the 17th century, we're still obsessed with looking a certain way to other people. And now with social media, we are doing the same thing, but now it's harder to tell when people aren't doing well because it's through a screen. You can make people think whatever you want them to think about you because it's not actually you they are seeing. It's just like what you're putting out there that you want them to see. So Back in the day, if your front lawn wasn't doing good, you would know people weren't doing good. But this is your reminder that what you see through social media is the tiniest little fraction of life. So you really need to start getting in the habit of reminding yourself that you are looking through someone's idealistic life that they want you to perceive them a certain way. It is not real. Social media is not real at all. And I just want that to be very prevalent in this conversation because I think as humans, rather than just trying to seem better than one another, we need to like come together and support each other because 
life is hard, the world is hard. Why do you want to make it more difficult by showing fake versions of yourself online to make people feel a certain way and make them perceive you a certain way that's not the real you? I think we all need to start showing up as our real selves. And I remember bringing this up in an Instagram post or something before, is that a lot of people complain about how like if they were in a relationship and they break up, that they were never really loved for who they are. But it's really hard to love someone for who they are when you aren't showing your true self. So this is also your reminder that you need to start showing up and learning who you are as a person and being that person in every interaction. Because if you are putting on a front and a shield and a wall up and acting a certain way, no one's going to love you for who you are because no one's going to know who you are because you don't even know who you are. The third topic that I want to discuss for today is being focused rather than being busy. I am notorious for, I'm throwing myself under the bus here. I am notorious for being busy. I will have so many little things going on throughout the day that I find it very hard to fit it all in. It is something that I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to minimize my to-do list and just like do a few things a day and just let them take my full focus rather than be busy. When you are busy, that is another way of saying that your life is out of sorts because people will associate busy with being important things or they will feel important if they are busy because it's like, oh my God, I have all these things to do. I'm an important person because like, look at all these things I have to do in one day and all these people I have to talk to. Like that's pure chaos. And I am a little bit like that still. So I'm not coming at anyone (laughs) from saying this. I'm trying to get better at this. But now I'm trying to learn the importance of just taking a few things a day that I want to put my full attention on. And maybe it will take hours of my day, but if it's my full focus and I'm and I'm concentrated on that one thing, like I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of. And from the outside, it might look as though you're always busy on the, all the time or that you're on this really strict schedule. But the reality is that you are just really focused on achieving something and you want it to take your full attention. Therefore, you don't have time to adhere to all your friendships and text messages and messages because you're focused on what you're doing. And I just want to remind you to not feel guilty over things like that. I would feel really guilty in the past for not getting back to like texts and DMs and everything. But in order for you to be able to give yourself to your friends and your relationships and your family, you do need to take that time for you. And if it's not a hell yes, it should be a hell no. And when you say yes to things that you don't actually want to say yes to, then you're saying no to the things you actually want to do with your time. And that is very crucial information to know. So that's something that's helped me a lot with my people pleasing is when I say yes to something, I'm like, okay, if I'm saying yes to this, then what am I saying no to that I actually want to do today? And yeah, that's my advice to you on that topic. And the fourth topic I want to talk about today is having compassion for those who anger us. So I was talking about this with my boyfriend a couple days ago, and he brought up this podcast he was listening to, and it was all about jealousy and en- enviousness. Is that even a word? It was all about jealousy and people being envious, and it was saying a piece about kids who end up being, or, ki- or people who end up turning into narcissists and end up becoming like very envious, jealous angry human beings, a lot of it stems down to kids being physically abused. Not all of them, of course, but a large portion because people who become narcissistic and envious of other people, 
they feel very inadequate and that stems down to their childhood. So in moments, like there, there's quite a few people that anger me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like this little angel saint on a cloud because I sometimes will give myself a petty pass and I'm just like, oh, that person makes me so angry. But that is not a healthy way to go about life. I think, well, I personally, when someone or something angers me, I do write it out and I will write out the whole scenario by detail if I need to. So I can just put it on paper and be like, okay, this is out of my head now. Let it go. It is gone. Not important. Irrelevant. But now going into life when there's someone or something that angers me, not kind of standing on this pedestal and having this big ego like, oh, you just had it like a bad childhood. Like you can't just assume that with people, but just kind of maybe trying to picture them as the younger version of themselves and realizing like, hey, this person was clearly missing something in their life where they need to lash out like this or act like this and holding compassion and a tr- and a, a genuine compassion, not a not a egotistical compassion where you're like, oh, like I feel, I feel so sorry for you that you're like this because your life must suck. Like it has to come from a good place. Like, wow, I hold compassion for you and I feel sorry for you in the nicest way possible and move on and let that shit go because I hate going through old scenarios in my head. It's something that I do relatively often. I am getting a lot better at it but it just sucks you out of the present moment. It sucks the joy out of you when you are just remembering negative past experiences. It is not worth your valuable time and energy. And if you feel a lot of anger or anything from people that are close to you in your life, I am here to remind you that your relationships and your friendships and your family should be enhancing your life and making you feel full and happy and joyous. If there is people in your life that suck the energy out of you and you do not feel good around those people, there is no rule that says you need to have those people in your life. Even when it comes to family, as harsh as it sounds, if there is a family member that treats you like absolute shit, you don't have to necessarily hang out with them. Maybe at family gatherings, you may see them, but I think it's very important to learn ways to protect yourself from them and learn how to kind of let their reactions towards you kind of just slide off you like like water off a repellent jacket just like you have to let it not hit you and not affect you because engaging in that kind of in those types of interactions are just not worth it and this whole point can also go back to minimalism where it is you being intentional with the relationships you bring into your life there is no need for a clutter of a bunch of different superficial acquaintances relationships if they're not making you feel good. So it is important to bring the people into your life with intention and not just bringing people into your life for the sake of having people in your life. It is much more valuable to have a few close people to you than a bunch of superficial friendships that you know aren't going to be there for you when you truly need them. And I just want to point out There is times in people's lives where they might be going through something and they may not treat you very well because they're just like in this mental rut. And I don't want to dismiss that because someone is actually going to change and it's just a moment in their life where they are just in a rut and they need you to lean on temporarily. I think that is important, but it's also important to realize when you know that's probably not going to happen. It is so easy to get consumed with the thought of, people's potential because a lot of people even in 
my circle and people that I know in my life have so much potential, but they just don't use it. And if you're always so hopeful that they're going to reach that potential and change and you're just always going to be there for them, just waiting and waiting and waiting, that is taking energy out of you. And you have to really sit with yourself and decide, is this worth it for me to just have this person leaning on me for this amount of time and taking from me and just like hoping that they get better, hoping they achieve this, hoping they like figure their life out. You have to know when to throw in the towel and to allow people to do their own work because you can't change anyone. You could be there for people. You can be their support. You can be their soundboard. You can let them lean on you a bit, but you ultimately cannot change those people. And you being very optimistic and just viewing their potential, I think can be very detrimental to relationships because everyone can have potential, but not everyone is going to achieve that. And you have to really know when it's worth it to stay and when it's worth it to go. When you have a bunch of potential hope for someone, you also put a huge amount of expectations on that person and on the relationship you have with that person. And expectations are just disappointments waiting to happen. So you need to protect yourself first in order to be there fully for the relationships that do enhance your life. It is not worth it to get dragged down by a person or multiple people. And that takes away from the people that bring you joy. Like you have to, like life is so precious. Your energy is so precious. It is so important to really focus on what is the most important to you in your life. What do you value and put your energy and your life towards that? There's no point in staying in relationships or friendships with people if they do not enhance your life or make you feel good in some way. Life is too short for that. So I think that's everything I want to talk about today. I hope that this can help you in some way or you can relate to me in some way. If you have any questions regarding any of the topics I spoke about, don't be shy. Reach out to me on social media, uh, preferably my Instagram, which is amy.bistrick. That is my handle. So if you want to talk to me on there, go crazy. Thank you so much for listening to all my little random rants. I actually thoroughly enjoy doing this, even though I don't necessarily know how many people even listen to my podcast. This is something that is making me very out of my comfort zone. And I just really look forward to sitting here and saying my thoughts out loud because it is very cathartic and it feels so good. And then when I do get people coming up to me and saying that they listened to an episode and it resonated with them, it feels so good and makes me so happy. So I am just really glad that I'm on this path and you are on this journey with me. I appreciate every single one of you and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.